0: You're listening to the Flame Central Podcast, your home for Liberty University
1: Athletics. Okay, we have a really exciting guest on today's show. He ranked number one in the nation in total points, total field goals made, and three-pointers made. I'm Who is ta- it? I'm talking about Darius McGee. Oh, that and guy. I, you know, we're, what is this, like his farewell tour, right? That we're going to no, have no, a conversation no, no, with him. No, no, no. Because I don't know if you've been living under a rock, but there no. was about a two minute video that was posted on Liberty Basketball. I'm sitting here crying my eyes out. Darius is this nicely written letter to Liberty, thanking everyone. And then at the very end, I'm back. Wow. That is just like the best news that any of us here at Liberty have ever heard because this entire year we're like, oh my gosh, this is Darius last year. What went in to that decision and and why are you coming back? We're so excited, but I'm just saying, tell me more.
2: I mean, it was an interesting process, but like even last year at the beginning of the season, you can just kind of feel how special the group was and how much potential we had, even though we kind of fell short. Like even, like, I don't think anybody really watched the March Madness tournament just because we knew we were supposed to be there. Yeah. yeah. If you look at the roster and you look how guys just, like, progressed and improved throughout the year, especially the freshman class, and you knew, like, you're two for them guys in the pack line and just our offense and just really solidifying into who they are and growing their games in a whole year. Like, there's no telling what we can do. Like, me and Kyle have already been, like, in the natty talk. Like, <laughs> oh, gosh. especially <that's laughs> the St. Like, Peter's go as far as they did. Like, we yeah. know. Like, we're more than capable. So,
0: so you mentioned the sting of, of that loss. Do you feel like had that gone differently that you may not be sitting here today? Do you feel like that played a role into your decision at all the way that the season ended?
2: Uh, For sure, because definitely going into like this year, we wanted to go like get the fourth ring. I don't, I don't think a lot of people go four for four, but I mean, four for five is just as good. So, I mean, why not give it one more shot to go get that fourth one?
3: A lot of people probably think, okay, what left do you have to prove? But I want to come at it from the aspect. I'm sure you want to play pro after the mm-hmm. season's, This upcoming season's over. What do you still want to work on? Like, what do you want to get better at?
2: Uh, a lot of different things, uh, especially on the defensive end. Uh, just, like, picking the ball up a little bit further and getting up in guys a little bit more, really being, like, a pest and expending that extra amount of energy on defense. And offensively, just my turnover numbers were way too high. So, of course, just taking care of the ball in traffic because, I mean, the ba- game of basketball, like offensive players want space, defensive players want to take away space. So just being able to navigate things and like see things a little bit earlier, so reads are a little bit easier, uh, more consistently. Like finishing, shooting, like almost everything. To be honest,
1: it's a really loyal decision to to come back to Liberty. You see guys leaving or transferring all the time. But what did you learn about yourself during this decision process?
2: Um, just like. I think a lot of college basketball players struggle when like you kind of hit that wall and your coaching staff is like being honest with you. Everybody has the same goal. Everybody wants to win. So a lot of times you come in with high hopes and you hit that wall and you get that constructive criticism and you may take it the wrong way. But like on the flip side, going or dabbling in the professional process, you also get that validation and like, wow, they're saying the same thing my coaches were Mm. saying. So my coaches were actually. Not- <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's kind of like your mom growing yeah, up, right? right. All right, right, mom, you're right. Yeah. And granted,
2: like, I've always trusted the coaches here. Right, so right. just to get that validation is like, I know in this fifth year, like, even with the mindset of going to get this fourth conference championship, I'm going to grow tremendously in the process because I know my coaching staff isn't going to let me just take it easy or, you know. yeah. Like you said earlier, like a little farewell tour, like nobody's ever thought of. Thought of it like that. So it's not gonna be like Coach K, all these people giving you gifts <laughs> at
0: every road game and stuff. It's not gonna <laughs> be like that. Yeah, not. no, I don't think so. Uh take me into the timeline though of this decision because you know the season ends. There's no indication that this is even on your mind or this is a possibility. The longer it went, I started to hear some people that would be like, Hey, haven't heard anything from Darius. What's going on with him? And you start hearing a little bit of that. But take me into the timeline from the end of the season until you know that video came out, and you let the world know that you're back. What what was the thought process? How
2: kind of long did that decision take? Uh, if you want the honest answer, I do. That's that's yes, <laughs> yeah. no, preferably yes. Right, like a week after the season ended, like I pretty much knew. Coach pretty much knew. So it was just a matter of how do we keep this yeah concealed? You, you, you was it
0: just kind of like I just I think I want to do this
2: but I don't want to rush the decision. Is that kind of where you were? For sure. Like, we definitely weighed options and, like, you know, got as much feedback as possible, even though we kind of had an idea of what was going to happen, just to make sure, like, we were making the right decision. So,
1: You know, Coach McKay is a very private, so you would think he would have, like, when he found out, he would have this, like, big, huge celebration party... That's complete sarcasm. Yeah. No one's like picking up. <laughs> I'm sure yeah, he did. Yeah, right? I'm sure he was having yeah. a party. Yeah. <laughs> we just didn't know about yeah. it. Uh, Behind the or soul, yeah. Or we didn't get invited. Yeah, that, that could be. Hey, I heard a
0: rumor. Tell me if this is true. Mm-hmm. Did you shoot two versions of that video? Like just leaving the door open in case you decided not to come back? Is that is that legit?
2: So, by the time we shot the video, yeah. we knew uh, like what was going to happen, but the way that, the what makes the video so good is cuz we shot it in a way that like if I did decide to go, they would just cut it and it wouldn't have yeah. been, no, I'm back. So it was kind of like alternate ending. We can just edit it. Right.
0: But oh my gosh. I got really
1: chills. Good.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, I like the ending yeah. the way it was. I yeah, just, yeah. It's that, better that, that right way call. for sure. Yeah. All right. So while everybody's laying in wait, kind of trying to
3: see, okay, is Darius coming back? Did you have anybody reach out to you? Like with any like really heartfelt messages of thank you for everything you've done for the program? So what I'm thinking of, is, you know, Tom Brady obviously retires and he comes back and Peyton Manning sends out a tweet like, hey, I want back the gifts I sent you. Did you have to send <laughs> any
2: like not
3: any gifts back, but any tweets back like, hey, actually, you know what? I'm not leaving. I am coming back, but I really appreciate that heartfelt message.
2: There's probably a me. lot of
0: A's on coaches. They were like, you know, all those nice things I said the last yeah. time we played you. I take it all yeah, back because exactly. I have to face you now again.
2: <laughs> I don't know. It's interesting. Uh, I didn't have to return any gifts. <laughs> uh, the messages at the time was kind of close to the seasons. So. So it was kind of like in the moment. So I think the hardest part was trying to hide it from my old teammates. Cause mm. like they're playing professional basketball. So they're asking me, hey Darius, like what's next? I'm like, I'm i don't just know." just
1: weighing options. Like right. trying to yeah. give them an answer and not kind of <laughs> give it out. So I think that was the most. Well, I already part. deleted my tribute on uh, Instagram wow. and yeah. you know, I did the uh, senior day video. So I guess I'll have to do it on my own next We'll just repost <laughs> it again yeah,
0: next year. Uh, so in this era of you know transfer portal, right? College basketball, it's everybody's in it. Was that your transfer is portal? No, yeah. it's what it is. Yeah. Okay. Oh, man. I'm not familiar. Whenever with that. I yeah. see another player going, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, okay, wow. Well, just by itself in that her office, right? it's in my Office. I'm yeah. like, huh?
1: <laughs> You but thought something was broken. <laughs>
0: guys are jumping like crazy, especially guys from the mid-major level, right? It seems like guy has a good season, boom, he's trying to go power five. For you, you decided not to do that. You could have even going back to. Caleb Holmesley, after he went off in the tournament, I'm Mm -hmm. sure he had those opportunities. What is so special about Liberty as a program? Why did you decide, like, hey, if I'm coming back for another year, I'm going to do it
2: here? Uh, Like I said earlier, like, when you get that validation of, like, your coach's opinion and you know that they're being 100% honest with you and they want nothing but the best for you, no matter, like, growth is what you want as a player, as a person. So no matter how rugged it is, how easy it may come, like, that's what you want, so... I don't feel like there's any other place that would help me grow more in both of those areas than here. So why not do it for a fifth year? But the transfer portal, portal, in my opinion, is like, it's tough to do. Especially like, you think of my situation, you being a senior, you have one more year left. right? So try to acclimate yourself in a whole nother program. You have to learn their system, their language, how they talk, how they maneuver, and try to like, figure it out on the fly. I think that's really tough to do in one year. But I also do like, Like, cause some players they get stuck in situations where their head coaching or their coaching staff, they up and leave. So I do think like it allows them to, you know, step out and see if they can find other opportunities that are similar that like they can kind of fit themselves into in those type of situations. But as far as you meet a brick wall, you meet some hardship and you just want to escape. I don't think that's the answer.
1: I feel like a lot of people say that they want to grow, but it is rare to, to be open to feedback and, and, um, accept, you know, criticism. So is that a process that you had to learn or, I mean, Mm -hmm. it's, it's a tough pill to swallow, right? Like no one wants to go through the growing pains, but have you always just been open to that? Or is there a point in your collegiate career or high school career that you, you know?
2: Uh, For me, it started as a kid. I really didn't have a choice. My uncle and my mom were probably the two toughest critics. Growing up, my older brother as well. So I was that kid that would have a A tournament or a game at eight or nine years old and the whole car ride back is them just coming back <laughs> in the car. So like it's easier to receive once you get to college when you've been through that. And you know, like it's all genuine at the end of the day. Like they care about you more as a person, as a player. So when you have that depth of relationship with your coaches, it's much easier to receive it and not get offended by what's said.
1: Right. What was your family's reaction to your decision?
2: Uh, my mom knew, but like everybody else, pretty much didn't. They they had no idea. I think they all were expecting me to like say announce that I was going pro. So, but they were all supportive of the idea, and it was just like we have one more year of driving to Lynchburg. So.
0: <laughs> the, the one interesting thing too about this transfer portal area or or or, or, or kind of era that we're in is that. There's a whole legacy thing, right like guys that maybe could have stayed at, at a school and been a star there and for the rest of their lives they go back to that school and they're a legend and they're in the Hall of Fame and all that stuff and I feel like a lot of guys are giving that up right for a shot at whatever at another place for you and you have another year now, but do you do you think about that at all like the legacy that you're going to leave, you will leave here as if not the greatest flame of all time, you're going to be in that conversation. Like you are going to be, you know, top whatever in scoring. You're going to make a yeah. run at the sc- you know all time score. You're going to be, you know, top, I was looking maybe top 15 possibly. And like assists, like a chance and rebounds. Like, do you think about that at all? And like that legacy, you, you'll have that for the rest of your life. Like Liberty University, because you stay here and you don't bounce somewhere else, you are going to have this as your home and be a legend here in 30 years, you're going to bring your kids back here and you're still going to be, you know, hey, Darius McGee, the legend. Like, do you Wait think about the legacy piece at all?
1: Darius McGee Arena. Oh,
0: boy. Well, it has a ring to it. Well, come one,
1: on. One. You called him a that's, legend. That's well, push.
0: that's one step. We he's got to go make a bunch of pro money to le- then buy the naming yeah. he first. So, like, <laughs> it's there, there's a
1: process that, that's involved here. There is a ring to it, though. But uh, as far as
2: the legacy piece, it really doesn't come to my mind unless, like, it brought to my attention, like, where I align in, like, the records and stuff. But it's, for me, it's mostly like how do I like, achieve the goals that I have as far as like our team goals and how to back to like growing the most because in college basketball, you want to grow as a player, but you also know what you're working towards. You also know that everybody has dreams of playing professional basketball. So not only are you preparing to win this game, but you're also preparing for your future, your life, how you want to provide for your family. So like, I mean, the legacy, the legend that isn't like my ideal perspective right now in this moment, but I'm sure down the road, I'll look back and I'll reflect on what I have accomplished and be appreciative of it. Yeah.
3: You talk about team goals looking now to next year. You want another conference championship. You want to get back there. Where does this team as a whole need to improve?
2: Uh, It's crazy. Cause we have a beautiful foundation because we get everybody back besides Keegan and Keegan was a like tremendous asset in his leadership and the way he led this past year. Trickled on to a bunch of guys, and you can even see the freshmen are talking a little bit more in just this summer. So I think as long as everybody keeps moving in that direction and like just going super hard and working on their individual skill set. like everybody got a, a end of the year meeting and they got what they needed to work on. So as long as they approach this summer and hit it really hard and stay true to that, like there's no telling what what we can do.
0: Well, I I know speak for all of us in all of Flames Nation when we say. We're glad we're going to have this conversation and glad you're coming back for another year. Yeah. I know just, you know, thinking so much about where this team has gone and what they've accomplished. It just didn't feel right to see your career in that way. So I hope we, we, uh, we get a, a different ending this next season. It ends the way that you want it to. And, uh, yeah, we're fired up.
1: Right. Really means a lot that you took my advice. Um, I know Emily played a vital
0: <laughs> role as a consultant right. and yeah, a, a mentor. <laughs>
1: So wait, before we let you go, what will you be doing other than, you know, playing some basketball, practicing and everything? I heard you have another hobby that you've picked up recently. What is it? Disc golf. Disc golf. golf. We've been
2: going super hard playing disc golf. (laughs) Super hard. Super hard. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Everybody. A lot of the team? A lot of the team. But I would say me, Steven uh, Bergraf, and Gabriel McKay are probably the most consistent ones. We played uh, Paul McBeth's pro course. Oh, yeah. Wow. Like, almost in Bedford. Yeah, super tough. 1,000-foot holes. (laughs) Who loses the most discs? Uh, it all depends. I would probably say I've lost the most discs. <laughs> oh,
1: are they expensive? Do you re- right How there, do you just- oh,
2: About twenty to twenty-five dollars. But like we play at Sandusky a lot because it's close. And there's so much water to the left of you Oof. the entire time. So. <laughs> one bad throw, you need to,
0: you need to get like the the scuba team here from yeah. Liberty to go in and just get you or dig them all they out. They would make so much great, money. Yeah. There's
2: so many discs in there. We'll the we'll right. get
0: you in touch. Probably, we'll get yeah. you in touch with the right people. Freeze swimming and diving. Right? Yeah, just yeah, swimming, swimming, yeah, there, yes, yeah, one of the again. divers yeah. or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we'll get you. We'll get you figured out.
1: Awesome. Well, so happy to have you back, Darius. Thanks for your time. We'll see you next season for sure. Let's do it. All right, we're letting Darius go, but we have one more thing to talk about, and that is the Flames baseball walk-off victory yeah. over Duke last night. I mean, I texted Matt, and I'm like You were down there in the pile almost. It you was were... freezing down there, and I'm like, okay, boys, we need someone <laughs> to step up here because I'm really not sure if I can handle extra innings in this freezing cold weather. Aaron Anderson. Yeah,
0: clutch.
1: Oh, my gosh. It was just a shot, and he gets a double and is running all around the field to try to <laughs> escape his entire team that's chasing him. And he comes down to the camera well area and on third baseline. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm so excited. Come on, Aaron. Like, let's celebrate. And then I'm like, no, 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 no. Turn around. Turn around. You can see me. Yeah. Like, go to, scared.
0: Go to Emily's Twitter and look <laughs> at the video of him running at her. And I think you could see him be like, like, Thank you, Emily. Because no. you've done that piece with him. <laughs> yeah. So I think yeah, right. kind of inspired. Yeah. He's yeah. something yes. about some inspiration. You, provided.
1: you know, I would yeah. make a note about how I did a piece on him right. walking around the bases talking about it. And then he had success after, yeah. but I don't want to yeah. talk about that too much. Right. It's not
0: like he was um. all A last year. But yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah, right. No, he, you know. If you're Duke, like the last guy that you won up to bat is Aaron Anderson, and then you have yeah. Derek yeah. Orndorf, who they walked earlier, um, intentional walked earlier in the game, so it was just a perfect situation for the Flames, but kind of a what if game that you guys were talking well, about in the booth.
0: Well, yeah, Anderson kind of uh, redeemed himself a little bit there at the end because right. in the first <laughs> inning of this game, had a base running mistake. He's on first base. Orndorf hits one off the wall in dead center field, mm-hmm. and Anderson. For some reason, kind of freezes at second and doesn't go to third. So it's like a 390 foot single. And and ended up, he would have scored later in that inning. Turns out it's a low scoring game, yeah. you know, and, and, you know, not a lot of offense. In fact, Duke only had two hits on the night, um, but Liberty finds a way to get it done. Don't forget about Logan Matthew hitting a solo home run in yep. the eighth as well. An absolute laser he drove out of there. Good to see him swinging the bat well. And then the last thing I would say that's a huge, uh, encouragement for this flames team is Trey Gibson, the start he had right, five and a third innings did not give up a hit until the sixth inning and ended up giving up just two runs, six strikeouts. That's big time as well.
1: Right. Which would have been so strange, you know, with a no hitter, but it was one, right? it was a tie game. So those situations are always kind of um, interesting, but yeah, good to see him have a solid night on the mound and, you know, uh, coach Jackson talking about how he battled, you know, through, through his start. So that's, that's a plus. And then, the bats were, you know, early. I thought it was going to be the offense right. was getting on both sides. You know, the offense was, was going, um, early, but then, but then it was just kind of, you know, a whole bunch of goose Cold eggs. night, yeah.
0: pretty good pitching.
3: Right. There I'm, you go. I'm feeling better about baseball though. Like I was looking They're at the a last four games, right? Yeah. You got, you got, um, bet's back orndorff back and like yep. the, the injury lingering aspects I think are gone now. And then, like you said, Logan's hitting the ball better. Uh, a big thing though is the pitching. Like yeah. in all their last four games, you've had a quality start. You know, and even Adametz in the what was it the third game against KSU. Yeah. He even went like five, and I think he only had one earned run against, and then it was relief pitching that kind of got into a little bit of struggle bus there, but the starting, the
0: quality starts are helping out a ton. I think the stat now is Liberty is 12 and one this season when they get five or more innings from their start. That's great. So that's the key, right? You get that depth, and then you have those guys in the bullpen that you're not having to stretch or you're not having to use too many of them, but you kind of can slot them into their roles and finish things out and yeah, you know, they're here at home this weekend against North Florida. Hopefully continue to build on the uh, the momentum they have right now. But a season sweep over Duke. They've won four straight over Duke. Remember, they yeah, beat Duke right. twice in the regional last year, ended their season, True. and now you beat them twice this year. Uh, that's pretty sweet. If Liberty goes unranked
3: into tournament time, I'm like, I'm okay with that. You kind of got the underdog. underdog I agree. A little less pressure. You get into regionals. You make it there. And, again, you know, the pitching comes through. I think, you know, I, th- I think you're in a good spot.
1: Quickly, um, yeah. have you dove much into North Florida of kind of no. how they're playing? Or I
3: hear they're in the northern part
0: of Florida. <laughs> they, yeah. they are. They, Actually, I did pass that. their campus yeah. on yeah.
1: the way, you know, home from yeah. St. Augustine yeah, Beaches. People forget week.
0: that they are in north Northern Florida. Uh, they're in fifth in the uh, in the division in the uh, A Sun East. They're six and nine in conference play, sixteen and twenty two overall. Uh, so I yeah, Liberty Liberty needs
1: should take care of business. Should take, take care of business. Yeah. Win
0: this series. And keep on rolling in the right direction. And, and yeah, it should be a lot of fun coming down the stretch of the season. And should I mention as well the churro dog?
1: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Emily,
0: (laughs) so last night the concession stand served churro dogs, which sounds a little bizarre, but it's actually a churro. They slice open a donut, like a long john, put a churro in it, and then put ice cream on top with, like, chocolate sauce and and whipped cream. Fantastic. (laughs) Emily brought one up to the booth. And unfortunately for Allen, I just grabbed the churro before he even had a chance, <laughs> and the churro was fantastic. Yeah, but uh, yeah, really, really good. Nice work. I player. mean,
1: they couldn't go back on camera at the end of the game for the postgame wrap up because had, Matt yeah. had chocolate. I mean, ball, yeah. whipped cream. Right. All, <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah, I looked a mess.
1: Um, so speaking of Duke, the Lady Flames take on Duke for softball tonight. Mm-hmm. But quickly about conference play, unbeaten. They're just crushing conference play. So this would be – what would this victory do for them moving back into conference play this weekend? I
3: think it would be big. They've struggled to get a win over a top 15 team this year, Mm -hmm. and Duke represents that. Now, Duke is really good. They won the ACC last year. They're in a great spot again this season. They have a young lady that's just knocking dingers left and right, had a four home run game here recently. So it's going to be a tough test, but this is, I have a good feeling tonight. I'm going to say that I hope it doesn't, you know, I hope I didn't jinx it, but I have a good feeling about the flames tonight.
1: All right. We have a lot of Malik Willis talk next week on the podcast because the draft is next Thursday. So um pretty exciting. We'll have our final mock drafts might have a special guest you know, talking about Malik Willis and and where he will go on Thursday, April twenty eighth. Thanks for listening. We'll see you back here next week. See you.